Welcome to another episode of RPG Hour. Uh, today we are playing Betamax Death. This is our session zero. I am Mr. RPG Hour, they, them. I am Jonathan Andrews, he, him. I'm Emmett Hale Farnsworth Guzman, he, him. I'm Mrs. RPG Hour, she, her. I am no, they, them. Uh, so y'all have the link to the folder. Um, go ahead and talk out the characters that y'all want to play. Um, don't think of this from a horror aspect at this point. Think of it from the story aspect. The story right now is that y'all are part of a uh, theater company and y'all are going on a uh, retreat to team build, to get closer to one another. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm kind of digging. Let's see. Let's, yeah, talk it out. Admin one is catching my attention right nice. now. It's between admin one and admin two. Those are the two I'm looking at. Oh, to give everybody. So on the other side, um, childhood and education, those are a part of the character creation process. Uh, workplace and job department is just something um, created for this. And then age is like a general age that you can create something in there. Um, and then the bottom part is just like a quick background to give you like a, how the character fits in. Right. Give me one second. Let me. All right. Like picking the uh, 30 to 50 year old actor who used to be a star. They kind of caught my eye. Give us a file name. That way we can look at the skills. Uh, acting yeah. two. The soap opera telenovela star. <laughs> You're Brad Maul. No, I'm Bojack Horseman. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I don't want to think too much about the futility of chasing one's dreams. <laughs> I have enough yeah. of that. I was like, that one's like a little hard. Like, it would be fun to do that, but it would also be painful. Which you one? Know, the the 20 to 30 year old one. Which, what file name, dude? Uh, I think it's four. Acting, Acting four. four. Okay. I okay. think I'm going to settle with admin too. Sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I kind of like building two. Building two. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, that one. I think building two fits you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you could tell that I misspelled because you leaned to take care of the machine. You learned is what it's yeah, supposed I, to be. Yeah, I, I figured. <laughs> You linked. That's how I linked. The battery. Where's the <gasps> cord? Hmm? It's not like you're working in the theater department already. <laughs> okay. So my little light, right? Super cute. This is the cord they gave me to charge it with. Let me see. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. That's five below for you. <sighs> Let's see. Let's see. It's so little. Yeah, that's Mama Bibby, but <laughs> she's cute with her shirt. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually a shirt from Halloween last year. Keeping the uh, spirit. Um, I work at a bank. We were bank robbers for Halloween. <laughs> I would be man if you guys were in full bank robber garb, and I would be like, "Yeah, I'm here to make a hello." <laughs> <laughs> like we had the striped shirts like black pants we had beanies we had little i had my 
some of us had little eye masks, but I have glasses, so I can't do that. Um, yeah, no, we were like, we had like, um, we have old um, canvas bank bags just from it being an old bank that I work at. And nice. so we like stuffed them with newspaper and put little dollar signs on them and like had them like stashed places like around the bank as decorations and stuff. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Chance we were giving us debt free and you didn't take it. We were, um, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> That'd be a very saying... aggressive deposit. Just give me your money. I'm writing it out. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. If everyone showed up as bank robbers, you could have just like been, oh, this is happening now. And then just like gone behind the tail, like you, like pretending like you belong there and <laughs> just emptied them out. Honestly. It's a very small bank. There's only seven people that work there. Even better. It'd be e- easier to rob. <laughs> We're also, like, literally two buildings away from the police department. Of, of course. I mean, where You don't have you to let the them know that you're robbing it. You just walk out, like... <laughs> it's, it's all part of the garb, guys. It's Halloween! <laughs> ignore Actually, the, we, ignore did the have a, we did have one of the sheriffs come in um he does a lot of charity stuff in the area so he was like dropping off flyers for something and he walks in and he stops at the doorway and he looks at us so we all kind of stop working and look at him and he's like now what's going on here it's opposite day my good man (laughs) you're like hey how's it going it was really cute though. We were like handing out chocolate coins and stuff. It depends uh, on the chocolate. Sometimes those are really good. Oh yeah. Does everybody have a character picked? Yes. Writing mine down in my handy dandy notebook. Fifteen four, huh? That's what I'm thinking. How ironic! I misspell the word education. Can you tell I never <laughs> went to school? <laughs> <clears throat> Everything was fine until I got to that one word. <laughs> um, so, Mrs., who were you going to take again? Building? Building two. Bug, you're, you're naked. Let's not... <laughs> Let's not get on camera, okay? Uh, Emmett... <laughs> Yeah. Like you're three and no one will really care, I'm sure, but still, it's just best not to. Babe, we're all on one channel, so if you're going to talk to her uh, while we're trying to talk about stuff, if you could mute yourself instead. Uh. Uh, Emmett, who are you picking again? Uh, acting two. And Nil, who are you going for? I'm going for Edmund, too. And Jonathan, you're going with acting four? That's the one. That's the one. Very sassy. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, apparently Jonathan breaks the mold, and instead of going with a number two like everybody else, goes with a number four. You only gave us three categories. (laughs) (laughs) It's all your fault, Jonathan. It's still a multiple of two. (laughs) It's true. All right, so if you scroll down um, on the character sheet, uh, depending on how your viewer has it, uh, you should see a box that says uh, fatigue and injuries down there. Yes. Uh, so the way that uh, if you don't already have some of those blacked out, um, 
you'll want to go ahead and do the math. Um, each character starts with three fatigue. That's what the three darker boxes are. Okay. Um, each character starts with three injuries. That's what the darker boxes are. For every one point in durability, you also have an additional point of fatigue. Okay. By me again one more time. So for every point of durability that you have, you have an additional point of fatigue. So you'll black out the ones that you don't have. Sorry. You should all have um, a total of like four to five boxes. Let me know when y'all have uh, completed that part. And it's just fatigue that we're doing, right? Or injuries as well? We're about to do injuries, but I want to make sure everybody gets fatigue done. Okay. It was three plus your durability, right? Correct. Yeah. I should be fine. I think I did it. I noticed that admin one has an attack and nothing else does. Um, I, I, I got to the, I, I added the unarmed attack on that one. And then I realized uh, that there's very limited space there and that y'all are going to pick things up. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't want to put that there. Um, Cause not everybody also has unarmed. I don't think everybody does unless I switched that when I recreated everything. Uh, everything else is blank. That's just the only one that has it. Oh, I'm up in the skill section. Oh, gotcha. Oh, while y'all are focused on uh, doing your fatigue points, um, starting next year, we're making a switch on our hosting for our podcasts. Um, Our Adventures and Star Wars Legacies is actually already on Transistor.fm. Episodes are hidden right now from public. Uh, They're going to be released soon. Um, But uh, Transistor.fm, it's one price for multiple podcasts versus Podbean wants like each podcast is a whole new separate thing. Mm. Um, So on transistor.fm for $19 a month, I've got both of the star Wars and the hour adventures. Like, and if I add RPG hour, there's no additional cost to do that. One, it's saving money, but two, there's a lot of things that I can do over there that I can't do other ways. Um, Mm. So it's going to be a lot of, uh, a, a lot of fun that's going to come from being able to do that. I'm still making it look pretty, but um, literally two weekends from now is when uh, Star Wars goes live. Um, and then I'm still trying to get as soon as I get a couple more things edited for our adventures and we get a couple more uh, episodes like started to get recorded or something. Uh, then I will start releasing those episodes. Just want to make sure that we've got like a steady stream of them. But both of those shows are going to start as every other week, first and third of the month. Um, and then when we got like a good backlog of episodes, I'll start releasing them weekly. So, Woo. Can't wait for everyone to suffer the pains of hearing me talk constantly (laughs) 
Nah, you're one of the better people we've had on any of the shows. Stop. Oh, yes, I have. Mm. It's the Emmets. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Oh, I hope it doesn't make it weird, but Emmett and Nil, y'all are both from San Antonio. Oh, what's good? Chicken in the slow part of the country. What's good? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm from Connecticut, but I live in San Antonio. Right oh, now. don't even talk to me about Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I was there with any meeting, I got chased by the world's fattest bee during a graduation. <laughs> a wait, wait, wait. Where, was it your graduation? <laughs> no, I had to go up for like a a friend's graduation when it was younger. It was like a quote unquote family friend, and they were like, "Yeah, let's." road trip from to connecticut and i was like yeah fine whatever no actually we flew that was my first time being on a plane and i went to sleep and i woke up and we were landing but it was kind of dark and so it looked like we were landing in the water and i was like what's happening and then the person with me was laughing because this fucking eight-year-old is freaking out and i was just oh, no. like and then i realized we were landing and i was fine i was like okay and then the next it was two mornings later it was a graduation everything was fine but then a bee just looked at me and went we're friends and just hung out with me the whole time but i was running back and forth in this open courtyard trying to avoid getting stung or whatever was happening and everyone was like that's so cute i'm like i'm being harassed it's a bumblebee. they're not gonna sting you i didn't know that as a kid because i already been stung by several other things so i wasn't gonna take a chance with one more thing my body is filled with scars i didn't want one more i guess like I mean, being if you were from Texas, like literally every insect is out there to kill you. See, I'm like, from Georgia. <laughs> the oh, only thing Georgia? trying to kill you is the humidity. Straight <laughs> up, yeah, dude. That is Nothing, not true. It is true because everything goes around us. If we get an earthquake, you don't realize it till you're just like, "Why is my car going sideways?" <laughs> It's like, yeah, the food might kill you, but just because we add 19 pounds of butter doesn't mean it's not good for you. It's delicious. If we die, if you die, you die happy. You die happy, (laughs) and you have enough syrup in your sweet tea to slow down your heart rate to a minimum. Look, 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 look. You can look up. Tend to be so chill. (laughs) I fucking love Georgia. If you were to look up dangerous things in Texas, there's like. Let, let, like they'll name some stuff, but if you look up dangerous stuff uh, in Georgia, there's literally <laughs> a website called Only in uh, Your State, and in most natural dangerous spots, the top one is all bugs in Lake Country. Yeah, in the country <laughs> where no one lives except the bumpkins. Who there's a mountain where you're going to North Georgia when you're going towards Texas. It's just a hill, and you see houses built into it. That's where the bugs are. No one goes there because we're people with sense. We go in, we go inland. The further in, closer to the city we are, the further away we are from the bugs. Uh, can't die if you can't see them. I remember I had to walk two hours uh, at one o'clock to uh, get to my um, fucking Airbnb in Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a little sketch, but you know that that summarizes my entire time when I was staying in Austin. <laughs> just me, my book bag, my luggage, 
three in the morning walking from one part of the city to another going if i get stabbed that's natural <laughs> yeah like that's that's just my fault you know at this point yeah <laughs> i got chased by a homeless person in atlanta because it was one of those things where it was like you got changed and i went no and then i took a left and he took a left and i started and i started walking faster and he was walking so i went to a sprint and he went into a sprint and then i jumped eight feet straight up to catch in a like catch a fire escape ladder and climbed up and I'm standing on top of a building going, now, what do I do? <laughs> I've never been yeah. in this situation before. That's, that's that real adrenaline right there. Honestly, like. Spider-Man, eat your heart out. <laughs> I was just like, man, I've never jumped that high before. I don't think I've climbed anything since PE. And I'm standing on top of a building. My car is four blocks over. And I'm just like, now what? <laughs> so I walked across the building, jumped down, and I had to find another fire escape, which was really sketchy because everything looked rusted. I was like, well, if I live, I'll get tetanus, so I'm fine either way. And I dropped down in front of the Euro shop. The dude opened his door and looked at me. He went, what's wrong with you? And I went, what you looking at? <laughs> Does everybody have their fatigue now? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Mrs., what's yours? Uh, four. Emmett? Uh, I don't know how I add that. Do I just... <laughs> I'm sorry. You should have said something. We've been sitting it, around. It, you get three boxes automatically, and then you get one, an additional box for each rank of durability. So if you have durability. one durability, you get one more fatigue. Okay. So I get... I, get, I have five total do you have on your durability which of the boxes are or durability yeah the first two just the first two so you get two points of fatigue so you have five no what's yours uh four and jonathan four for me all right so um injuries is a little bit different um for every two ranks in durability you get a plus one injury. So if you've only got one, you get an additional box. If you've got two, you get an additional box. Durability. So that one I don't get. For injury, you said every two ranks. So if I had the first two in durability, I get a box. Or you only get one box of injury. One box of injury. Okie dokie. And if you only have one, you only you don't get anything additional, right? Oh, as I'm rereading this, yeah. So yeah. it's it, so if you've got an odd number, if you've got one or three durability, um, if you've got one durability, you don't get any additional injuries. If you've got three durability, it acts as if you have two, and well, no. <laughs> you half it and then round down. We'll go with that. That's not how they're writing it here. I'm going to have to message him later. Really? Huh. Because a character with three durability would therefore have three plus three equals six fatigue and three plus one equals four injuries. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm not want to go against the crowd here. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Mrs. How many injuries do you have? Three. And Emmett. I have four. And Jonathan. Just three for me. 
and nil. Three. All right. I'm the tank, guys. Yeah, we're going to stand <laughs> that one point. That one point makes all the difference. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, your character may have the health and all that for that, but that doesn't mean that they are personality-wise necessarily going to be the tank. Um, all right, so now we're going to go over to the panic. Panic is um, a little bit different. Um, when your panic goes down... Um, you make a roll to see if you have an episode and an episode can be things like bloodlust. Um, I thought you were someone else. I thought you were over there. I thought you were is what it's called. Um, you might um, get a uh, flight uh, instinct, a run and hide instinct, or you may get the flea and screaming instinct. Um hmm. Um, so these are basically like things that your character has, and these will, um, the first time uh, that the the creature comes out, everybody will take um, a panic. Um, if the first time a victim takes injuries, you get a panic. Um, if you take all fatigue or all injuries, you get a panic. Um, and so the way that panic is uh, done is add your will and guile together. Okay. And whichever is greater between your will plus guile or three is your total number of panic. Okay. You don't get any free ones starting. So I add them together, will and guile. Uh huh. And either that would, if it's three is greater or. The addition of those two is greater. I pick whichever is greater. Yes. Okay. So I got four. Misses? I have three. All right. No? Good. I have three as well. And Jonathan? Four for me. All right. Um, so panic is kind of a, a more important stat, so to speak. You can take full fatigue or you can take full injuries and still operate. Um, <laughs> but uh, if, you're, if, if your panic goes all the way down, um, then that's kind of a bad thing. So I'm going to run over how the game system works right quick. Um, and then we will get on to episode one. So Betamax is a dice pool system. Uh, the way that it works, if you're going to do something, uh, is that you add uh, two stats together. Um, so actually, let me back up for a second. Um, so for people who aren't familiar with game system stuff at all, um, the way that this works is uh, that the first off, your D10s are not regular D10s. The 10 spot on the die is actually going to be a zero for this game. So your dice will roll a zero to nine. Uh Um, So it's going to be a little bit of rethinking for those of you who are very used to D10 systems. Um, If there's no time pressure, there's no need to roll. If you have plenty of time and could reach the target, uh, then it's an automatic thing. Um, If you couldn't reach the target, no amount of type will help. Um, then you don't even get a roll. It just doesn't happen. So there are things that um, 
because of the way that certain things are going to happen in this, you might not get a chance to roll because it's completely outside of your reach or you won't roll and it automatically happens. So there's, there's two things that can happen there. Um, it's also, if something is, uh, there's also the rule of cool. Um, as long as if you want to do something cool and it's not going to directly hinder the slasher's ability to interact with the story, then it's most likely going to happen. Um, if it's something that's going to slow the slasher down, um, you know, that it can pretty much probably happen without you having to roll. It just depends on things. If it's something that could give uh, that by you failing the slasher could uh, potentially get one of you or get closer to one of y'all, um, then it is something you're gonna have to roll for because uh, it, it's something that's going to impact the story. Um, so the way that it's going to work is you're going to be given the scenario. You're going to be given what's going on. You're going to say what you want to do. Uh, and what's going to happen is you're going to look at your traits, um, which are those nine at the top. Um, and you're going to decide, you know, what would benefit you in doing this. So say that you want to try and rip the door open. You could say, well, I, I'm going to try and rip this door open. Um, I'm going to use my strength and my will or my strength and my durability. And you have to explain why you choose what stats you want to use as the player you choose. You then have to explain it to me, the game master running the game. And I have to say, yeah, that makes sense. Or, uh, this one doesn't make sense. Um, what is something else you want to use? So you can't just every single time pick a stat that's really high and be like, yeah, I'm just going to use these two. You have to say why you think it would work. Um, and then the next thing that you're going to do is you're going to say, and that's, that's the dice. That's the amount of dice that you're going to roll. So if you've got strength and durability and that totals up to three, that's three dice that you're going to roll to try and complete your task. Okay. Uh, when choosing traits to use, um, like I said, it's something for you to do. It's something that you feel can overcome the challenge. Um, Choosing skills. Now, skills are not going to add to your dice pool. Instead, they are going to reduce the target number that you need to succeed. Mm. So if you're going to attack somebody, you could say, oh, well, uh, I'm going to throw the axe that I've got in my hand. So I'm going to use throwing and weapons. That's going to be, say that you've got a one in each of those, um, then that's going to be what you're going to use uh, to negate something. So you'll tell me, Hey, I've, I'm going to use these two skills. This is what their total is. And I'll come back at you. The numbers that you're going to have target numbers for is three to seven. If you are reduced below seven, I'm sorry, if you're reduced below three, then the task could potentially be automatic. Um, the way that the game works is that you're going to have to, succeed a minimum number of times over a certain number, depending on how difficult it is. And like I said, the number that you have to roll over is going to be brought down by your skills. Okay. Um, if, if a target is ever dropped all the way down to being a zero or a one, it's considered something that you shouldn't have to roll for. So potentially if it's, if it's twos, you may still be rolling. Um, so to give you an example... 
a character has decided they're going to go sprint. They're going to use their strength and agility to get through the complex obstacle course. Uh, and they're going to, so they're going to be rolling uh, multiple dice. Let's say that they have a two in each of those. So they're going to have four dice. Um, you're also going to say that um, you're going to use your running and unarmed, uh, both of those skills, uh, to reduce the target. And so it's going to be, let's say you have a one and a, a three, uh, one and a two in those, so a total of three. That means that it's going to reduce the success number down. Um, so let's say that the target is a seven because you're trying to go through a difficult obstacle course uh, and you need two successes. Um, you're going to roll four dice and what you need is a four or better on those dice to succeed. Does everybody get that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a question. Do you have to use skills in the same sort of bracket? Like if I was running an obstacle course, could I say I'm using my agility and perception or does it have to be like agility and strength? since they're both under body or could I mix it up or? Oh, um, you mean traits? Yeah. Uh, no, the thing is, is that like, as long as you can make it make sense, okay. then I'm all for it. Like if you were to tell me that you're going to run an obstacle course and you want to use your durability and perception saying that you're going to be running for a long time and that you need to make sure that you keep an eye on all the stuff, I'd be totally cool with that. You're not using your agility. You're not using your strength which I know some people would be like, oh, no, you got to use one of those two. No, durability and perception totally makes sense for trying to get through an obstacle course. Okay. Saying that you want to be fast at it, I would say that I would, I, would, I would see agility being one of those stats. Okay. But if you're just trying to get through something, I can see durability and perception or will and perception or durability and will being the ones that you use um, or even confidence in that, in that matter. I was uh, saying, I'm going to use my durability and confidence to just bulldoze straight through the obstacle course. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's going to slow me down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's totally cool. Like, if you can make it make sense, I'm all for it. If you're going to tell me that you want to use guile and coercion to run an obstacle course, I'm going to negate that. Like, I'm, no. Mm-mm. Like, maybe you're guile, maybe. But, um, like, d- your coercion, not at all. Hey, boxes, could you, like, move, like, just <laughs> to the side? I see that tire swing up there. I'll go through that later. But you, no, 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 And the only reason, so uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Guile, um, in this game, it's described as the agility and deceptiveness of your mind. Gotcha. So it's, it's your ability to think quickly. So yeah. I'm totally cool with you like using cleverness. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I'm totally cool with you like using that. The way that also see it is you've got the categories, body, mind, social, power, endurance, and subtlety. So if you want to try and figure out like what it means and things like that, that's a, a, a short way to do it. Um, let's see here. I feel like there's something else I want to go over. All right, so that's how to do basic tasks in this game. Um, combat is um, not combat in this game it's called beating challenges so a challenge can be anything from a door being locked to a trap door in a stage to uh trying to outrun something that's chasing you um and so there's four different things that you can do for beating a challenge you can do what's called fixing fixing a challenge would be any activity where you use engineering mechanical scientific or another technical technique to remove the challenge 
I just remember you can add two skills together to reduce what you're trying to do. Okay. Um, so uh, there's also bypassing. Bypassing a skill is where you try and sneak past it, find an alternate corridor, tricking someone into going down the wrong corridor, using a rope to swing over a trap, etc. Um, the next category or the next way to do things is called social. Um, instead, a hot cup of sweet tea, some pastries, and a little charm, um, or even uh, menacing could get you what you'd like. Using social skills and norms is a perfectly fine way to get through a challenge, if that can be done. Sweet tea and biscuits? I was born for this. <laughs> uh, the example so here... <laughs> oh, honey sugar, don't mind that none. Why don't you sit down and have yourself a cup of tea? Now, if you'll excuse me, I gotta go out that back door. You have yourself a blessed day. <laughs> Oh man, is that Georgia right there? <laughs> that's, a, that's a sweet old, sweet old. <laughs> Sounds like my neighbor. Um, yeah. Perfect. So the that. description given is nobody had told them about the lady who lived in the corner of the island. Her home behind a plaster rendered brick garden wall. She had very few sheep in a well-tended garden. And only after the right things were said did she retell the story of the manor house and its unnatural inhabitant? Ooh. That's an example of how to use social in, an, in, in a way. Um, the last one is combat. So if you want to um, use combat, do understand. Um, I'm going to describe how combat works here in a second, um, uh, like how the rules for it work. Um, but it, this is a deadly game. Your characters can die fairly quickly. Um, so combat might not be the go-to thing. Um, many times it's a last resort rather than your first solution. Getting into a gunfight or a knife fight you didn't need to have in the middle of a ruined apartment tower with limited escape options is not the best survival plan. Sometimes killing things is the only way to go forwards, and for those times, combat is a solution. Um, the example they give is, it had taken them all by surprise when a pack of dogs had apparently swum across the river and came upon the island purely to attack them. Whatever it was moved against them like their dead mother, the dogs eager for its attention and savage in their defense of that thing. All right, so the way that combat itself works in this game is a little bit different, but it's kind of a neat thing. Um, now I'm going to say this, there are things that will be sort of like triggered. You can do something and inadvertently trigger a trap, trigger a monster to come out or something. So your, your quote unquote turn might be pushed. Another character can also end everybody's turns by doing something and scaring the monster or monsters away, um, causing things to shift. What I'm going to do is if that happens, I'm going to try and take all the other people they got skipped, and I'm going to move them to the beginning. There's no initiative role here, so it's basically just going to be round robin, but I'm going to try and keep track of who's gone and who hasn't. And so if like a scene ends and Emmett was the first person to go and his character ended things and the scene has sort of – or not the scene, but the, the, the combat has moved on and the monsters have run into another area, then what's going to happen is I'm going to go, okay, so – 
uh, and Emmett and Nil run somewhere else, and Chelsea and Jonathan go somewhere else. Chelsea and Jonathan, it doesn't matter who goes first there because they both didn't get to go last time. But with Emmett and Nil, Nil's going to go first, and then Emmett will go second unless Nil just wants Emmett to go first. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I don't want you guys to feel like you're getting skipped, but depending on what you do could shift how things are going. So I'm going to try and make sure that everybody's going to get a turn. It may just not be right where things are happening. Um, So the way that the combat works is the first part of it is timing. Um, It's meant to be a fast paced. You're meant to get a short window to decide what you're going to do. Um, And then it's going to be, Everyone, everyone's going to choose and decide what they're going to do. So at the beginning of everything, you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And somebody else go, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. You're all going to decide, I'm going to go for the trap door. I'm going to try and lock the front door. I'm going to try and lock the windows. I'm going to try and do this. So you're each going to either roll for what you're doing. If there's a a reason that it has to, you'd have to roll for it or um, it's going to happen. And so as soon as the person gets to the window, that's where the monster's going to be coming through. So they're not actually going to get their action. And the person that went after them isn't going to get their action either. So that's going to change things. So now the monster's inside. The two people that the person that was going to lock the window and the person that was going to do another action, they'll go first um, on actions as soon as the creature has done what it's going to do. Uh, and then y'all are going to decide from there. You're going you're gonna to start from there. Um, you might decide to run out of the room and then try and set something up. Um, now, the process of actually making an attack is that you're going to go to the attack that you're doing. Each attack has uh, three categories, attacks, difficulty, and lethality. So what's going to happen is the number of attacks that you're going to be there, that's going to replace um, your stats, so to speak. Instead of totaling up numbers from your stats, the attacks becomes your stats now, sort of. Um, so if you unarmed attack has three, a throwing knife has one, a bow has two, a pistol has three, shotgun has two, rifle has two, a chainsaw has two, a machete has four. Um, so that's going to be what the dice you're going to roll. Um, then what's going to happen is you're going to take your difficulty. So a difficulty for an unarmed attack is a five. You're going to go over to your character sheet and say, well... I'm going to try and rip this board off of the broken uh, window frame and then um, beat the guy over the head with it. Um, or I'm going to try and uh, do it. No, let's do this. Cause this is a better example. I'm going to try and do a judo throw. Um, so I'm going to, you're going to take your unarmed and your throwing. Let's say you have a one in each of those. That's now going to reduce your difficulty down to a three. So you're going to roll all three of your attack dice and you want to get over a three. Okay. Say that all three dice get over that. What you're going to then do is go over to your lethality, roll all three dice again, and anything that is below your lethality causes a point of damage to injuries and anything that is above that's equal or above will go to fatigue for instance unarmed attacks has a lethality of two so say that you get one that's a one one that's a two one that's a three that's one to injuries and two to fatigue <clears throat> wait so you want to roll low on a lethality roll 
Yes. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Now, things like unarmed have like a two, but a chainsaw has nine for lethality. Oh, what's good? <laughs> so, okay. at first, at first <laughs> so at first, I know the idea is like, oh, why do I have to roll low? Sure, for unarmed, that sucks. You can only roll a zero or a one to get a low roll, right? But that makes sense if you're thinking like, I'm just punching this dude. Exactly. Um, so if you get up to things like a throwing knife has a seven, a pistol has a five. A shotgun has a five. A rifle has a six. A chainsaw has the most egregious one, and that's a nine. Like, you literally roll anything but a nine, and you do an injury. Yeah. yeah. You makes, roll a nine, you do sense. a fatigue. So that's how that works. So uh, basically, going through it again, however many attack dice you have, Minus your skills from the difficulty, are you're going to roll and try and get over that to determine how many dice actually do damage. Then you're going to roll that against your lethality to determine what kind of damage is done. So everything after that first roll is automatic damage. You're just determining where it goes to fatigue or injuries. Gotcha. Now, the highest number of attack dice you're going to get is four, and the lowest is one. So depending on what you guys pick up and use as weapons is going to determine kind of what can happen. Does that make sense? So if we at all want to fight back, you have to, you have to, have to pick something up. Scavenge. You can all, as long as you have the unarmed skill, you can also do unarmed damage. Well, okay. Let me rephrase. Any of y'all can do unarmed. You don't have to have the skill. It just means you're not going to reduce your difficulty. Oof. So if so, a gang of us jump the killer, it will not <laughs> reduce the difficulty. Not necessarily. Um, so what you're going to want to do is, uh, if you don't already have unarmed on your sheet, unarmed is three for attacks, a difficulty of five, and lethality for two. Oh boy, what if it's a ghost, though? We can't shoot a ghost. I mean, you can. <laughs> but not with a gun. You could. It's just not going to necessarily do anything. Yeah, I mean, you can you can hurt your furniture, but not the ghost. <laughs> Shoot it you with could hurt salt, the ghost's right? feelings. Uh, maybe maybe they feel extra mad and they go to kill you because you would <laughs> deign point such an article in their direction. Just stay quiet in the library and you'll be fine. Uh, sure. Aim's gun at ghosts, misses, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so give me the stats for unarmed again. I'm sorry. I was trying to get the stupid text box. Um, it's attacks are three, mm-hmm. difficulty five, lethality two. <laughs> Do you get a bonus if you cut, chop off your hand in order to put the chainsaw on it? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going that route. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's if only Sam Raimi's running the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> if we're feeling bold, sexy, and cool, maybe. <laughs> we'll see where our injuries are at. <laughs> if you, if we were playing at a cabin in the woods, yeah, I'd be yeah, totally yeah. down for that. Um, I use my chainsaw hand to cut off my other hand. I use my feet <laughs> to put the chainsaw <laughs> However, with the way that y'all uh, voted, um, 
seaside beach side <laughs> actually won out over that so y'all are actually mm-hmm. gonna be um <laughs> and the coca coca cabana <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Perfect. the last thing to go over right quick is that slashers, the, the monsters that you encounter, do not necessarily have fatigue and injuries. <laughs> Damn, that fucking ghost. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's a fucking ghost. <laughs> well, it never gets tired. It, it, look, I, when I die, I will have high fatigue. <laughs> I just want grapes. Here's the thing. The way that it works is that say that you've got a child's toy that's become possessed by a demon. And goes on a murderous rampage. That fucking Furby's back again. <laughs> you can explode a toy, but you cannot explode the spirit within. You have to basically get rid of the uh, MacGuffin in the proper manner. Of course. So you can destroy the toy, but it will be completely back to physical form in the next scene. <laughs> Because you didn't properly get rid of it. Just like in those horror films where it's like, but I burnt the box. And like in the next scene, it's back on like, you know, like back in the girl's room or whatever. What's good? You're talking, um, you're talking to us like you, well, like we expect a horror game to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> My sleep paralysis demon after I get one night of sleep is just like, I'm back. I'm fucking bitch. Bitch. <laughs> but I slept for eight hours. <laughs> it's like, good for you. Hi, how are you? Oh my god. So things like that, there might be an NPC that you have to interact with, um, an oracle or a sage um, uh, that would be, it It might be something as simple as like finding a key for a lock or something, um, just depending on what things happen. Um, They have specific powers that they get um, and I've already created those. Um, mm-hmm. but the types of opponents that y'all are going to have are obstacles, uh, mooks, uh, which are things like, um, hordes of zombies, um, street thugs, uh, lackeys, which are like, yeah, I was literally charge. thinking like, you're fucking You're like a mobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you'll have like people that are above those and then you have the slashers themselves. Uh, so depending on like the, the story is going to depend on those things. Okay. Um, so the last thing for character creation, after I've explained everything, all that to y'all, get your mind out of the fact that this is a horror game for a second and look at your character sheets and look at the character that you have and come up with two goals that your character wants to complete that are e- fairly easy to do, um, while on this trip to a beach house become better friends with X person, become, uh, you know, uh, mix the perfect cocktail. Um, like literally the goals can be that simple. It might not be obtainable in the way that you think that it's going to be, but come up with two goals and then whisper those to me, um, in zoom. Okay. Oh, and also name your character. (laughs) Of course. Um, Goals are hard. I don't even have them in real life. I gotta make them up for pretend. Yes, yes, you do. In my brain, I've literally just been repeating, hey, look at these fucking mooks out here. (laughs) You said two to three? No, just two. 
Tim is writing a whole list. Look, I got one goal for this person. I got another goal. I got a lifetime goal I need to achieve. It's like a Sims want list. I want a grilled cheese and I want to be president. Those are my two goals. It needs a so random chart. Um, you killed my father, now prepare to die. <laughs> You're a wonderful man. I hate to kill you. You seem like a wonderful man. I hate to die. <laughs> uh, oh, y'all have surnames. Fuck it. A tribe name quest. I'm only going one name. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. <laughs> They're over here all fancy. I'm just like, you get we, the one. No, we're we're actors. We require surnames. They're not, they're not necessarily our surnames, but we require This it. is true. And at <laughs> yeah. men, if you know my name at all, that's a win. <laughs> you only have a surname in admin. It's <laughs> like it's like uh famous director shit. Like, oh that's that's uh but yeah, it's Bogart. Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese. <laughs> it's just like, you mean the Scorsese? What's his first name? Who gives a shit? It's Scorsese. <laughs> you can just be like, um, just have their fucking like Mr. Mrs. Mix type thing. Right, exactly. And then last name. I am, you know, the sheer Prince Madonna. Is, my name is first name, last name. It's just like, oh shit, let's write that down. It's like, I am known as this. What's your first name? Walks out the door. <laughs> it's just like, but your shift just started. Where are you going? So, Mrs. I'm working on it. I'm sorry. This is hard. Ooh, Who did you I, pick wrote, again? I wrote a whole blur. Uh, building two. Yeah. Okay. Good job. <laughs> usually, yeah. I usually I do, but I went simple this time. Why crazy? Will I reveal? I mean, I feel like most uh, most people would know this about me. It was big news. You're just like, what are your goals? I want to pet a dog. We're on a beach. A dog, any dog, rabbit, feral, <laughs> stray, don't care. Pet dog. <laughs> Does Second goal, visit hospital. <laughs> That's a weird goal. <laughs> Not in a horror movie. <laughs> right, so forget you're in a horror movie. Have you seen a horror oh, movie? <laughs> Let's go to this abandoned cabin 50 miles west of the nearest town. It's just like, that sounds like a great idea. I haven't seen you guys in 10 years. And there's that one guy who's obviously just staring there. Like, he seems fine. <laughs> waiting on Mrs. Mm. Sorry. If I do this game again, I just want to have an abstract goal. Be like, where we end up? I want to install Wi-Fi. (laughs) 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 I'm going to go get a drink then. (sighs) Be free. And Emmett's character receives 10 points of fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) Broke his leg going out the front door. (laughs) No, I actually. He is an actor. <laughs> I play tested a horror game one time, and that's literally the kind of like the guy was like, "Yeah, it's a dangerous game." It's you know, and I'm like, "Okay, cool. I've played dangerous games before." Um, 
and it was like a uh, it was sort of a Thacko style system, and I was like, okay, I can dig this. And like literally, like we had to roll for everything. It was god awful, oh and it god. wasn't it wasn't like old school like rolling for things. It was literally everything a character wanted to get out of the vehicle to head to the house. They had to make a roll. What? <laughs> Going up the stairs had to make a roll. Buckle like, seatbelt make a roll <laughs> thankfully they didn't get that bad but like literally one of the characters was running out of the house and they made a roll and they failed by just a little bit and so their character fell and broke their leg oh man jeez and this was like we were like an hour and a half into the game but we hadn't even met the bad guy yet and it was supposed to be uh <laughs> it's supposed to be um a game that was mimicking um paranormal games uh paranormal movies uh, yeah so the ghost is just to... watching like i don't have to be here <laughs> oh i know i mean it was like it was like it's all about demons and ghosts and i was like okay cool like it's not mm. slashers but i'm down I'm, let's do this like but it was meant to be like kind of like this game where it, like it mimics horror films and so i was all excited and then like we got into it and i'm like i'm i'm bored I, <laughs> I literally i every 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 little thing i was like and i walk carefully down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> fine don't got to roll for that. Like I, I, I detailed everything out. And so like, by the time that we actually found the, uh, the ghost, um, I was like, I very carefully get into the car, very carefully start it up and drive slowly to the local church. <laughs> I obey the speed limits. I let the children cross. <laughs> it was, it was wild. I had to make a roll because the ghost tried to take possession of the car and I succeeded. Um, <laughs> Not today, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I How mean, do you do that? To... You just pound crosses into like the tape, <laughs> the, the, the tape deck. Just <laughs> 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 it was, you, you turned on your Christian rock. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost can't take care, like, take advantage of my car because it's like the ghost tries to possess the car, activate the horn. <laughs> <laughs> like where'd you going it's my favorite whore <laughs> I said that but yeah oh um last thing um it's not going to be automatically a failure or a success it's a degree of success so if you fail it by one then it's sort of like a partial success if you meet the number dead on, you kind of sort of did it. Um, it it's it's um, the rules say that Best you might do conditions. things. Of, yeah, the, the rules say that you can do things as a degree of success. Depending on what you're doing, it may just be a simple pass or fail. Um, but I'm going to try and use things to also move the story along and around. So it may be where things are going to be no, not just set in stone. Um, so that's it for this episode um <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh do everybody's um outros i uh, will start with you uh jonathan all right i have been jonathan andrews he him i uh wrote an rpg game so if you're interested go to kellerandfabula.com check it out I'm uh, Mrs. RPG Hour. Uh, I have my own show, Our Adventures, and if you would like to 
play a bunch of indie games and do one shots with me, please find me on Twitter at Our Adventures. You can send me a DM um, or you can email me directly um, at Mrs. RPG Hour at RPGHour.com. I have been Bill, they, them, and <laughs> I am Bill, they, them, and I am a certifiable agent of chaos, and apparently I test games now. You can catch me on Our Adventures, or you can catch me on Twitter at Caprizian, K-A-P-R-I-Z-A-N-T, and I live to make your day a little more complicated. <laughs> RPG Hour is a part of the RPG Hour Studios uh, network of shows. We have RPG Hour, Our Adventures, and Star Wars Legacy is an actual play of D6 Star Wars. Uh, you can find those on our website, rpghour.com, uh, or you can find them on their perspective uh, sites. Uh, we do have a Twitter for RPG Hour and for Our Adventures. Uh, we also have a Patreon that will help support all of these shows and keep things going. Um, and until the dice roll again. <laughs>